irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. The great California Chrome standing at TaylorMade Stallions. Uh, call Travis White, 859-396-3508 to book your mare to California Chrome, the 2014 Kentucky Derby winner today. TaylorMade is the sponsor of the Horse Ownership Experience. This is one of our favorite shows. It is Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner at Little Red Feather Racing Club. Alongside me, as always, is the great and the masterfully talented and derby expert, Michelle Yu. Michelle, welcome to the show. Apparently, I have to write down your title because I screwed that up. You keep saying that and I don't even care. Oh, it was so embarrassing. Uh, Well, listen, this is... The one title I should know is founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club, and it was like, This is one of our favorite shows. Um, Last year, I predicted uh, Justify on top of Good Magic with the lock exacta of the world. Uh, in recent years, I don't remember either of us having Always Dreaming or Nyquist, uh, but of course I did say American Pharaoh would win the Triple Crown, and I think that's when we started the show. So um, we're excited. We're going to bring you our picks. We're going to go horse by horse. We're gonna, we have the post positions. They're out, so that, that will help us uh, decide. I don't think it made a difference for some of our picks if I know who Michelle likes, but I'm not actually sure. So this is actually uh, very exciting for me. It's exciting for Michelle. I'm headed to Kentucky tomorrow, Michelle, to go see so uh, Secret Spice running the Spice yeah, win in the grade win one lock of the weekend. <laughs> La Troen at Churchill on Friday. It goes as race eight uh, before uh, a couple races, a few races before the Kentucky Oaks is run. We could talk a little bit about the Oaks as well, Michelle, but let's start with our race recap and let's just start about. You don't want to just talk about Little Red Feathers I weekend? Actually, well, we can, yeah. We can do it very quick. I thought we'd talk about the derby first because i didn't want to run out of time yeah no we're not gonna run it we're not gonna run out of time no we're not no let's do the recap quickly and get it over with because no one really wants to hear it all they're listening is to our derby preview there's so many derby previews out there so hopefully we can give it a little bit of a different spin um talk a little bit about sheets talk about form talk about pretenders contenders as we always do all right. Well, um, I mean, I think Paradise Woods we probably have to talk about first because she was visually very impressive getting her first win since I don't even know when her last win was. It was many years ago, Michelle. And, and it was yeah, many years ago. I, you know, I, I saw John Sheriffs this morning, and, and she won the Santa Margarita, the grade two Santa Margarita, by about 10 lengths. I, saw, I think she ran 100 by her in the race, and I saw John Sheriffs this morning. I said, good thing you waited one race to bring her, you know, bring her back. Uh, of course, in the Beholder Mile, she finished third behind Secret Spice and Marley's Freedom. So uh, impressive performance, and hopefully he's got her back on the right track, and we're going to see more from Paradise Woods. She'll be a name that uh, people will be looking forward to seeing in the in the upcoming grade ones down the line. 
masterful ride by Mike Smith there, too. Yep. Um, also, at the San Francisco Mile, went to Blitzkrieg, a former claim off of Richard Mandela. And this horse has just climbed, climbed, climbed right up the class ladder. Uh, really good job by Doug O'Neill. Yes, uh, uh, just cannot believe um, we didn't claim that horse. I'm really upset about that. But Join uh, the club. congratulations to the connections. Uh, then the Steve Sexton Mile, which uh, was won by Mosito Rojo, the local horse, but running second was King Abner. Very exciting. Yeah, Calvert's no. on the road. You know, we took a shot, a uh, little bit of a little bit. Of, we'll call a money grab for the three hundred thousand, and uh, he ran a he ran a really really good race. I'm really proud of King Abner the way he. Uh, uh, you know, he had to use uh, Tyler Bays, who flew in, also had to use him a little bit early uh, to get a good stocking position behind a big, long shot. He kind of looked like he might kick clear turning for home, but uh, Mosito Rojo is a really nice horse. If you look at his form, he's he's very nice, no shame in running second, and uh, we'll see. We'll bring King Abner home and see where we can run him around here next time. A uh, couple of good little undercard races up at in San Francisco and locally, but I'm sure you want to talk about the Singletary Stakes because it was named after Singletary. Uh, it's always fun to get. It's always fun to give the trophy. Um, really, uh, and especially to trainer Richie Baltus, who won it with Neptune Storm. Ran a brilliant race. Um, really fought on gamely after taking the lead in upper stretch, and uh, I know his kids were really, really excited down down in the winter circle. They were circle, shaking. They were was, so excited. Yeah, they were like shaking. It was It was awesome. really cool. Really cool. And, and it always brings back memories of, of the great Singletary that put Little Red Feather on the map. Also, the Hunted won a stakes race in his stakes debut this weekend. We, we've talked a lot about the Hunted and the job that Richie Baltus has done with the Hunted. Um, this is a horse that could barely make a left turn when he when he came in, to no fault of anybody's. He just he just was um, he was just immature. And Richie stopped on him and started over and really has turned into an excellent racehorse. Got his first stake win in the uh, Crystal Water Stakes for Calbreds. And hopefully there's bigger and better things to come for for our four-year-old unusual heat, Gelding. Also, the Campanile up at uh, Golden Gate went to Kitty Boom Boom. The Silky Sullivan went to Irish Heat Wave. Uh, at Belmont, the license fee went to Fire Key. And I think that's... It, oh, there was a graded stake at Keeneland, I think. Uh, what was it? Let me look. Was it the Bewitch? Is that what the closing day stake is over there? I'm not sure. It's a turf route, I'm sure. Yeah, the Bewitch. Icky Masho won. Oh, okay. Icky Masho. You know who Icky Masho is? No, but it's a cool name. I like just, yeah, right. I, I just like saying Atfield, it. Yeah, right. Roger Atfield, Triton Stables owner, Jose Ortiz, shocking, was aboard there. And that was that route turf race for Phillies. I don't really know any of the horses in there, I'll be honest. The only okay. one I know is Coach Whip. Ah, okay. Well, Ichimachu. Uh, so congratulations out to Ichimachu. all of them. Yeah, good connections on Ichimachu. Okay. Ichimachu. What about the weekend with Little Red Feather had really quick? Sure. Seven starts, four wins, two seconds, and third. Awesome, right? I mean... It just doesn't happen, and we know everybody who's listening. This is not braggadocious. This is like these things just don't happen like this. Um, and and uh, someone was asking me, and I said, "Look, this, this game is peaks and valleys. We've said it on the show for four years. We're going to go through a streak where we don't win a race for you know fifty straight races. You know what I mean? So when these 
moments happen, you have to enjoy them. And that's my recommendation for everybody out there. Just enjoy the good because it's not always like this way. This game is a roller coaster. You've heard half of our guests probably say that in the last four four years since we've been doing this show or five years or however long it is. And it's uh, so we, we thank you. We appreciate all the, the kind words. And uh, hopefully we can keep it going for a couple more days with uh, for Secret Spice on, on uh by the way, you Friday. know you always bitch at me because I don't pick you on top because I, I showed you my ticket, like you did. how diseased I am in multi-race wagers, right? Yes. But I did use Red King yes. as my top pick. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. Great ride by Aaron Grider, by the way, who's really picked up his game since he came back. And, and I don't know the reasonings for it, but uh, uh, Grider is riding very well right now. Well, I think part of it really has to do with the fact that when he came back, he wasn't you know, forced into that, I have to ride anything that comes my way. And he was able to be pick and choosy and being picky and choosy means that he was able to find horses he thought could really win. And then it bumps you up because all of a sudden, Hey, I look like a guy that's only riding winners. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, think, think about what you think yeah. of Mike Smith. Oh, I feel like every time Mike Smith gets on a horse out here, he wins. Right. Because well, he's, he's making those choices. Right. Also, kudos to Tiago Pereira, who rode the Hunted in his stakes victory and rode Marky's Water in an allowance race and just got nailed on true validity. Um, uh, Tiago is riding brilliantly right now. He's riding with confidence, and he's one of those riders. He's not, an, uh, he's not a household name, but when you put him on, his ho- on your horse, he tries, and that's really, really important. He's very strong, and uh, congratulations to Tiago on a huge weekend. Very good. Okay. All right, anything else we have to do for housekeeping? Uh, no, we have so many races to go over. I mean, uh, but let's just do our derby thing and let's see how much time we we have at the end of the at the end of the show. We can go back. We could do some Oaks talk and we can see who else is running. But uh, I think we just go. What do you want to do, Michelle? Like post position okay, order? Well, I cannot find current PPs, so I only have like a Briz advanced PPs. Okay. So I think they're in order of like derby points. Well, why don't we just go in post position, and I'll call it out because I have the post positions right here. Okay, and then the you call the post out. position, not the search through. All right, here's what we're gonna do: horse. we're gonna go, we're gonna go horse by horse. We're gonna talk a little bit about Hold it. Hold on, I gotta write it down. Go ahead. Michelle's gonna give a little bit of, of history on the horse. We're gonna talk a little bit about each horse. We'll give them the odds, and then we'll say uh, contender, pretender, and then at the end we will pick our trifecta. How's that? Okay. Can I just tell you, by the way, I don't know if you saw, I reposted um, a little like blog from a guy called The Racing Dudes. Did you see that? I don't know if I did. It's it's why they hate every derby horse. Oh, right. And it's just supposed to be, you know, very tongue in cheek. Of course. But it is hilarious. It was like Omaha Beach, quarter crack, quarter crack. <laughs> and then it was like roadster. Has a messed up face. Right. Plus, he had quarter cracks. How come Mike Smith can't find a horse without quarter cracks? That's funny. It was hel- the whole thing is hilarious. That's so, if you funny. haven't found that, you should read it. Okay, I will uh, okay. read it. And uh, hello to mom who's listening. Hi. <laughs> she texted me. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Kentucky Derby, May 4th. The race is scheduled to go at 6.50 p.m. By the way, my birthday is on Friday. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks. 6.50 p.m. Eastern Time this Saturday, May 4th. Post position order. The the rail draw goes to War of Will, jockey Tyler Gaffleone, trainer Mark Cassie. Morning line odds 20 to 1. 
So everyone thought this was going to be the big derby horse, right? Um, he was bought at a turf breeze up sale, but he broke his maiden impressively on the main track. So then they thought, yes, this is going to be our boy. He then strung together three straight races, including the grade three Lecomte and the grade two Risen Star. And then last time out, he just non-fired in the Louisiana Derby. After the race, Mark Cassie said, for sure, a couple strides out of the gate, something went awry. They had a little thing they thought maybe with his rear end, but... The horse stayed in training, and they said he's back to normal. I thought his last work looked really good, um, but I'm on just kind of the fence about what to do with him. I agree. I think it's a very difficult play. Obviously, the, uh, I'm going to give you thoroughgraphs. He ran two one-and-a-halves in his fairground races after a very be- a beautiful two-year-old sheet where he got down to a four, bounced to a nine-and-a-quarter last time, and it's very hard to – make a strong case based on that one race performance. He may not even be fast enough if you just ignore that race with the one and a half. So so I think that's my my biggest concern with him, right? Is he did his best running when he won his races pretty close to the lead. um, And the fractions are not fast. And I mean, we're going to have fast fractions. It's the Derby, right? There's someone that's going to go out there and like guns a blazing. And so that's just going to put him really a lot farther back than I think he wants to be. I read something that said they're sending. You think they're going to send? Well, I think from the one hole, they got to get out of there. So I'm, I, I don't I think, think he's fast enough. I well, think they can send be. him all they want, and there's going to be three horses faster than him. Okay. Well, then, um, War of Will, Pretender. I'm going to say Pretender as okay. well. Okay. Very good. Pretender. The two horse is a horse named Tax. Tax is uh, trained by Danny Gargan, ridden by Junior Alvarado. He, too, uh, like War of Will, has been listed at 20 to 1 on the morning line, and I believe he finished second in the Wood Memorial in his last start. As we've been hearing about horses that can come from anywhere, uh, Tax debuted for a $30,000 maiden claiming tag that he didn't win, but he did win next time out, which was his first time routing for a $50,000 tag, and in fact, he was picked up off the claim that day. So here's some big dreams on a $50,000 claimed purchase. He did win the Withers and then surrounded that effort with a third in the Remsen and, like you said, the second place finish in the Wood. I didn't think his Wood effort was actually bad and i thought his withers effort was excellent um my biggest concern for him i feel like is we just kind of haven't seen the new york courses be maybe as good as advertised lately and um i don't know how far he really wants to go i don't feel like a mile and a quarter is necessarily his ideal distance Uh, i'm gonna agree with pretty much everything you said michelle uh he did get down to a one and a half uh, this year that's a new top he did run a two as a two-year-old so he has good uh forward progression he was able to go through his top last time he's got a nice improving pattern i think he's a nice horse i just don't think he's as, uh, as good as these horses are on derby day breaking from the two hole could be tough you can get in a lot of traffic down there and i'm gonna say pretender for me, I'm, I'm going to say pretender too, but for me, this horse would be a great horse like after the Derby to do like all those other derbies. You know what I mean? The sure. Oklahoma Derby and the all those. Like right. you could make a ton of money and do that and then maybe come like Pennsylvania Derby, he'll be like ready to really tangle with these. The three horse is by my standards. We had his owner on our show. Um uh, Gabriel Saez in the irons for Brett Calhoun for the third straight horse, 20 to 1 morning line. This is by my standards. 
Well, this is the wise guy horse, right? We have one every single year, and this is it. And we talked, like you said, to his owner, and um, Brett Calhoun was really pumping this horse up pre-Louisiana Derby, which, by the way, was his first time versus winners because he only broke his maiden in February. Um, so he does have some foundations, though. He's, you know, run in several races, and pretty much all of them have been route, so that's a positive for him. But, again, we're talking about a horse that's by Golden Sense, who was an excellent racehorse. He was a two-time Breeders' Cup winner, but he faltered in the Derby. I don't think by my standards necessarily wants to go as far as the Kentucky Derby. So for me... He might put up a good showing, uh, but I think he's going to kind of finish mid-pack. And he's another one that I think that once you get away from the mile and a quarter, he's a very classy horse. I like the way he's been training. I mean, you hear nothing but rave reviews about him, and visually he backs that up. He's just not bred for me to do this. I think the problem with By My Standards is he's just not fast enough. Uh, His new top was a four that he just ran in his last race, and that's just not going to get it done. He's going to have to improve many, many lengths to run with these Love the connections. Love the. I really like Golden Sense as a sire. Really, really like Brett Calhoun. I, I think love he does a, Golden Sense I as think a sire, does, just not yeah. for the Kentucky Derby. I think he does a great job, um, Brett Calhoun, and I think he's a he's a pretender, but he's one of those horses that I I would I'm rooting for. How about good, that? Yeah. He's a feel good horse. Okay. Yes, agreed. Okay. Um, we go to the four, which is Gray Magician, Drayden Van Dyke, Pete Miller, 50 to one morning line off a second place finish in the uh, prep in Dubai and uh, owned by in part by uh, Eclipse. Uh, Michelle, where do you rank uh, Gray this Magician? This has no chance, right? I think he has he's no, got chance. no chance. He's got no chance. Like, it's not even worth talking about. He him. did run a three last time. Uh, he ran a five as a two year old. He ran a three at Maidan. Um, I, I think he's definitely an outsider and I would consult, consider him a pretender. Yeah. Okay. Big, I mean like big capital letter P. Big capital letter P. Michelle, you and I are right on the same page right now. We have Which some is issues. weird. Yeah. Um, number five, improbable. Let me say that again. Improbable. Uh, Irad Ortiz Jr. takes so, uh, wait, Irad Ortiz Jr. Remember that for Seinfeld? John F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, Bob Baffert. Is it Irad or is it Jose? It's Irad. Okay, because Jose wrote him in Arkansas, right? Yeah, uh, Bob Baffert. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's the trainer, and Improbable is listed at the co-third choice at six to one for the Windstar Starlight Crew at All Crew and uh, China Horse Club. Okay, Michelle. So once improbable. upon a time, when Improbable debuted at Santa Anita, people were saying it's the second Justify, and I was like, he had to work really freaking hard to get that maiden win. I'm not entirely sure he's the next Justify. He did go on to win several stakes races by open links, which was nice, and I like the fact that he shipped over the Churchill on Breeders' Cup week, and he won really impressively over the ground there. Um, then he has come into his three-year-old season with back-to-back losses. He got beat by long-range Toddy in the Rebel, and he got beat in the Arkansas Derby. I felt like in the Rebel, he had this monster of a wide trip. I mean, he was hanging out in the parking lot and everyone else was on the rail. And he almost got the job done, but couldn't get there. And then I felt like he really didn't have an excuse in the Arkansas Derby. He was not great in the warm-up and he was a little bit, you know, hesitant in the gate. He did get blinkers on that day, which they're taking back off, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So I think that's obviously going to help him. But I feel like he probably has like really high expectations to live up to, and I just don't think he's that good. He's just not justified good because 
you know, we say like I know, but you're talking about a horse that you're talking about a horse that won the triple crown. So is that fair? Exactly. Is that a fair comparison but to say? That's he's, what they, but because he looks, similar I know, but to him, we're not talking about. But, but Michelle, but we're not talking about comparing him to Justify. We want to know if he can win the Kentucky Derby. I don't think he can win the Kentucky Derby, but I think that he could hit the board. I I was a huge improbable fan. I thought he was going to win the Rebel for sure, and I still backed him in the Arkansas Derby. But I didn't like what I saw mentally from him in the Arkansas Derby, and I. If he's well, that same way mentally, he's going to lose his shit. And you haven't said the one key thing is that's he, he's, he's by like City Zip, Zip who who uh, we don't know how far yeah, he really wants AP to run. Adam he is out of an AP and mare. He has a, one of the most beautiful sheet patterns you've ever seen. He ran seven four three as a two year old. Came back with a one and a quarter and a negative one and a quarter in his next two races. He has never gone backwards. This will be his third race in what six or seven weeks. Uh, maybe I can't tell. Uh, I, I did not like the gate behavior last time. Large mm-hmm. Churchill Downs crowd, behavior. loud Churchill Downs crowd, big crowd, hundred thousand people there. Um, I, I'm I'm really on the same page with you. I I don't think he is going to win. Uh, I do think he will give a good account of himself, mm-hmm. and he, so that makes him put him in. I'm sorry, excuse me, puts him in contender status. But if if uh, he would be uh, one of the lower contenders, that I will say. Can I say this? Um, watching his last work was a bullet, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he who wrote him in the work, Florent, right? Um, so he was been ridden by Drayden and then Jose Ortiz took over and now I read Ortiz is taking over, but I read didn't work him. They had Florent work him, who was actually riding another horse of Bob Efforts. Uh, where are you so going with us? I'm just saying it, we've seen a lot of musical jockeys and maybe, maybe this horse reason. isn't as push button as he kind of would appear earlier on like a typical Bob Baffert. And I don't know if that's going to work in his favor or not, but the the work that he had with Florent, I felt like Florent was getting run off with the entire time. And so that's obviously nice. The horse feels good, but like that might have taken a lot out of him because like right. he had to fight Florent the entire time. Yeah, no, I I hear you. Okay, let's move on. Uh, number six is Vacoma, Javier Castellano, Castellano, however Michelle likes to say it. George Weaver, odds twenty to one on the Bluegrass winner Vacoma. Michelle. I bet Vacoma in every race except the Bluegrass, which I'm disappointed in myself in. Um, lots to like about Vacoma, except for the way he moves, because he looks like his legs are going to fall off. He gets thirsted off a break, which is awesome for him. Obviously, he really jumped up with the win in the Bluegrass, but I felt like the field there was maybe a little bit suspect as far as quality goes. And I know a couple of the horses are coming out of the Bluegrass into the Derby, but I don't think they're top contenders, in my opinion. So... I feel like he's I'm right on the fence of contender pretender because I think I don't think he's going to win. No, but I do feel like he could run well enough to pick up a check. Yeah, I'm I'm on the pretender status, Michelle. Okay. He did run really fast as a two year old. He got down to a zero in his win at Aqueduct, um, came back and has run a pair of twos as a two, as a three year old. And I believe for sheet players out there, thoroughbred players out there, you wanted to go through that zero um, already in one of your first two starts. He's just a little bit slower than the top contenders in here. I agree with you that don't his the way he moves is yeah it's hard to watch. Uh, and I'm going to give him uh, pretender status. Okay. Oh, pretender status. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, number seven is one of the most interesting members of this year's Kentucky Derby. Maximum security owned by the West. Jockey will be Luis Saez and the trainer is Jason Service. 10 to 1 maximum security Michelle. 
maximum security is undefeated. He's a perfect four for four. But keep in mind, he did debut for a $16,000 maiden claiming tag. I don't think that's the bottom at Gulfstream, so you can use that as a plus. That would be our bottom here at Santa Anita. Um, but he has just been lights out in pretty much all of his races since. Of course, two of those were allowances, right? But he did step up for his first time routing into the Florida Derby where he was three lengths clear, and he beat good horses in there, at least the best horses that we saw down in Florida pretty much. He likes to be on the front end, and I do feel like he's fast enough to tangle with them up in front. I think he probably got a decent enough post-position draw because he's outside of some other horses, but he's got enough speed to get him up and get a really good position. And he's got Jason Service in his corner who's winning at like 90% right now, I think. <laughs> I think it's 94%. Right. Um, I Michelle, I, 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 he's scary. He's scary on paper. He's obviously very talented. He's won his four races by, I, I was just trying to do the math. I think it's like 35 lengths. Um, crushed in the Florida Derby. Ran a one and a half that day after running a three quarters at Gulfstream. Yeah, a, 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 a zero. He ran a three quarters at uh, Gulfstream the day he won by eighteen lengths. Then he comes back, runs a one and a half. It's a very very tricky read here. Uh, have no idea just how good he might be. These slow half mile works that Jason Jason Service is putting him to him. I guess that's how he trains. I can't even believe they're giving him times. Yeah, it's, it's only like, because he's like seriously. This horse was not a Derby horse. He yeah. would not be getting times for these half mile works. Yeah, I him. have a, I have a hard time seeing it. I'm going to go out and say pretender status, even though he's scary. Okay, I think pretender status as well. Okay. Number eight is the winner of the Wood Memorial, Tacitus, uh, ridden by Jose Ortiz, trained by Hall of Famer Bill Mott, owned by Judd Mont, 10 to 1 on the morning line for this big gray son of Tappet. This Out is Tacitus. Hatches, who was an excellent oh, race I loved, I loved uh, Clothes Hatches so much. Yeah, I loved her too. And I feel like he kind of like jumped on the scene very quickly. No one was paying attention to him until he won the Tampa Bay Derby, which was his first start of the year. Um, but I don't think, you know, a lot of times when you see a horse that was good at two, we're like, oh, we're looking forward to them at three. Like there was no buzz about him, right? And then he won. It was like, oh, what can he do now? And I like the fact that he has run all four or three of three of his four races have been at different racetracks i like the fact that he has shipped successfully and i kind of like the fact that he has won relatively near the lead as well as from off the pace i think that it shows you know good mental prowess for me that he can do different types of things because that's what you need to do in the derby um i don't know if he's fast enough and you can tell me if he is because i'm on the fence with him but i like him because i liked coast hatches so i want to say he's a contender like okay. he's gonna run fourth he ran a pair of eights as a two-year-old which is not nearly as fast as many of these but he did mm-hmm. develop he ran a three and a half at tampa and at three quarters at aqueduct in his last start when he won the wood memorial um he's just below the fastest horses and um yeah obviously bill mod is a master um He's got so many good things going for him in the connections, but I'm going to say pretender. Uh, okay. Visually, I, I wasn't crazy about the Wood Memorial effort. Uh, I think he's going to get bounced around again. He got bounced around pretty good in the um, in the Wood Memorial, and uh, I, I I I think you're right. He's one of those that might be coming on late to get a piece, mm-hmm. but uh, for the win, I'm going to say pretender. For the win, I'm going to say pretender, but I think he can run fourth or fifth. I'm okay. probably going to use him in my supers. Plus que parfait, Ricardo Santana. Plus, 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 plus que parfait, parfait. 
Ricardo Santana Jr. for Brandon Walsh draws the nine hole, 30 to one, Michelle Yu, 30 to one on the winner of the big race in Maidan where he ran a three that day, but that's his fastest number. I just think he's too slow. Yeah, I think he's too slow for sure. Um, I'm super happy for Brendan Walsh because I love Brendan. He's a great guy, and it's awesome for him to have a derby horse. I think his pedigree, maybe he should be running on the grass instead, in my opinion. Maybe we'll see him down the road do that. He's only broken his maiden and then won the race in Dubai, um, and he's already been beat by a lot of horses here. So for me, he's a complete pretender. But I'm glad that they got a chance to get in the starting gate because that's a huge obstacle all in itself. Number 10 is Cutting Humor, Corey Lannery, Todd Pletcher, 30 to 1. Who is show. this horse? Cutting Humor is Starlight. That's This is the winner of the uh, Sunland Derby. Ran a two, two and a quarter that oh, day, matching his career won. best. Uh, Jack Wolf thinks he's very live for the try. I had dinner with him, uh, my man Jack, back in uh, Ocala recently. Really likes this horse. They were figuring out who to ride. Ended up with Corey Lannery, who obviously knows Churchill. Michelle, I just don't think he's fast enough. He's a pretender. But you know what? He's going to be a big, long shot. And if you're looking at supers and whatever else, super high fives, uh, he might be one to throw in that those uh, bottom holes. How about that? How about like a bottom hole, like 17th? Oh, wow. Okay, there's your opinion. All right, let's move on. Number 11 is Haikal. 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 Rajiv Marah, Kieran McLaughlin, 30-1 to on Haikal. He finished uh, third in the Wood Memorial after winning the prep. Uh, Likes to come from way out of it. And this is another one, Michelle, before you talk, I think could be running on at the end. This is a big price for your supers. That's where I'm going. Contender status but big price for your supers with high call. I'm opposite. I think he's a pretender in here. I don't think his well, pedigree says pretender. he wants to go a mile and a quarter. I said pretender. I just said he's a long you shot. You said for he's your... a contender. No, no, no. For, he's prices. a contender. He's a contender for the super. He is a pretender for the win honor. Okay, so under right here, do you want me to write down contender? No, or I want you to write pretender, but then okay. put could run fourth. Okay, fourth. Okay. That's what okay, my prediction I wrote that down is. For Thank you. you. Thank you, Michelle. Um, so right. he's like your version of Tacitus. <laughs> he's my version of Tacitus with much higher odds. Okay. Number 12 is the probable race favorite. He's the morning line favorite. His name is Omaha Beach. He's ridden by Mike Smith. You may have heard of him. He's trained by Richard Mandela. You've probably heard of him. He's 4-1 to one on the morning line. He's owned by Fox Hill Farms of Rick Porter fame. Rick Porter, Fox Hill Farms. Mike Smith, Richard Mandela, favorite, Omaha Beach, Michelle. Uh, Omaha Beach could not get his maiden broke to save his life, but it was because Richard Mandela kept putting him on the grass. They switched him over to the main track, and he ran a really bang-up second, and then he came on to win his next start in the slop by nine. Since then, he has decided he really likes to win races, and he won the Grade 2 Rebel as well as the Grade 1 Arkansas Derby. Distance should not be a problem for him, nor should dirt. Uh, He's by Warfront, which is why Richard said he started putting him on the grass. He's also a half-brother to two-year-old champion and multiple grade one winner take charge brandy on the main track you know so i feel like that probably should have been a thought all along but i'm also not a hall of fame trainer for good reason you're not i think this horse has just been absolutely thriving since he well i mean he's always looked good but you know i think he's been doing really really good he looks super into his works oh, michelle this um, sounds Julie like your pick this sounds day. like your pick michelle uh, well, oh, not yet. I'm 
a for sure contender uh, right he's, here. He's for sure a contender. He's the fastest horse in the race with the negative two and a quarter he ran at Oaklawn in, in the slop. Um, had run had paired his uh, two and a quarters previously and then went negative. That's the fastest number in here. So the question you have to say is, does he bounce off that effort? Is that a big enough move forward? Is there enough time in between starts? I think the key is he's run twice on a sloppy track. You know there's a big chance that it will rain. Mike Smith chooses him over Roadster. If you don't think he's a contender, um, there's you know you're, there's something wrong with you. He's an obvious right. contender. Uh, will he win? It, you know these races are going to come down to the trip that each horse gets. But obvious contender. I don't think he's going to be. A, he's going to bounce. I think he has a huge shot in here, and that's not saying much since he's only four to one. Right. Okay. Uh, the 13 is Code of Honor, uh, John Johnny V, aboard for Shug McGahee, 15 to 1. Shug, uh, last one with Orb a couple years ago. Uh, interesting horse here. He's had some physical uh, issues along the way. I think he got sick, missed a couple starts. Uh, this is Code of Honor. Michelle. Well, and Suge has taken some heat, like for his uh, mucho macho man race, saying that he didn't train him hard enough going into it. And then we saw him win the Fountain of Youth, um, which I think validated what Suge was saying. He didn't run. He didn't win, obviously, the Florida Derby, but I don't think he had the cleanest trip. He's showing he's still a little bit green. Pedigree wise, it's kind of a question mark to me, but I do like the connections and if someone can get it done with an under the radar type like this it's going to be shug because this is kind of the way he trains right the no pressure well let's let the horse kind of do his right, own thing right. but this is a big day to ask this horse to step up and be his his best i agree i really like this horse the day one in the um what did you say fountain it was in the fountain of youth i loved him that day ran a three and th- three quarters that day which is the same as his two-year-old top he got at belmont uh, came back with a. Th- he actually improved his number last time with a three and a quarter, and then um, uh, he's had time headed into to this race, uh, the the big race, the Derby. And I just don't know if he's fast enough. I just don't know if he has another big move in him that's going to get there. I do think this is a very very talented horse. Wouldn't be surprised if he if he ran on for the super and knows someone out, but contender status. Okay. Okay. But you said contender status. I mean, I'm right? sorry, pretender status. Okay. Pretender, pretender status. status. Win win win. Do the 14 okay. for Julian Pimitel for Mike Trombetta. Good story there. 15 to 1 on the morning line for win, win, win. Um, I've finished second in the bluegrass, Michelle. On my sheets, he's just a little too slow. Pass. Yeah, we're going to pass on win, win, win. He's a pretender. He's a pretender. Uh, number 15 is the Japanese invader, master fencer, Julian Leparu for Koichi Sunoda. 15 to 1 on Master Fencer from Japan, Michelle. Well, well, this will be the first Japanese horse, Japanese bred horse to be in the Kentucky Derby. He gets in here because of a win and you're in race over in Japan. So kudos to him for getting to do that. But I don't even think he's near the best in Japan. I think he's going to be way up against it here. I agree. Uh, 16 is game winner, Joel Rosario. Bobby Baffert, five to Wait, one second he, choice. Is he fifteen? Yes. I'm, who would I miss somewhere? Win, win, win. Code of Honor, Omaha Beach. Hakal, Hakal. I just like saying Hakal. Uh, game winner is sixteen. Joel Rosario, Bob Baffert, second choice, five to one. He comes in off a second place effort in the Santa Anita Derby to his stablemate Roadster. We'll talk about next. He also lost to Omaha Beach. 
uh, in the Rebel. He was our two-year-old champion, won the Breeders' Cup, uh, game winner by Candy Ride for the Wests, who also own Maximum Security. Michelle, game winner, is a contender. Game winner is an absolute contender for the win here. Um, I, If you like Omaha, I always play this angle, right? If two horses are coming on the same race and they were inches apart, you pick the horse that ran behind, hoping that they can improve a little bit. Right. So like, if you like Omaha Beach and you're going to get a better price on game winner, I don't know why you wouldn't bet game winner. Um, he did get beat in the Santa Derby by Roadster, who was just flying on the outside. But game winner, I think, had already kind of put away Instagram and was, you know, he gets a little lazy. And then when Roadster came, I don't think that he was prepared for re-digging in and fighting with Roadster just flying on the outside with Roadster had all the momentum there. I don't think it was a bad race for game winner. In fact, he hasn't put in a bad race ever. Ever. He's just kind of a grinding, Grinder. cool Grinder. horse. He's, he hasn't missed a step the entire time. Nope. He gets third start off a break here. Yep. With the, in the in the racing guy's blog, it says game winner hasn't won a race since Bob Baffert had brown hair, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, you know, he's by Candy Ride out of an AP Indy mare. Boom. He should just grind his way to a Belmont win even. I feel like this is your serious contender. Serious He's probably contender. my top pick. Michelle, me too. Really? Yeah. Wow. I lo- I really like game winner. Uh, on the sheets, uh, paired four and a half to start his career. Two and a quarter, two. Ended up at a two when he won the Breeders' Cup. Uh, juvenile. Has his break. Goes right through that number to a one and a half. Goes right through that number again to a quarter. Now, he he's not as fast as Improbable and Omaha Beach. But I feel like he has that move forward. And I do like that kind of grinding style. He's got a strong, strong jockey in Joel Rosario who has won this race. So he knows where to put him. He gets a nice draw outside where he can stay out of trouble. And think game winner is a, a very obvious contender on the win end. All right. Number 17 is his training, uh, his stablemate, Roadster, Florent Giroux for Bob Baffert. This is Roadster who blew right by game winner in the Santa Anita Derby. Can he do it again here, Michelle? I don't know. Here's the problem with Roadster. If he runs like he ran in the Santa Anita Derby, he's going to be so far back it's not even funny. Right. And, I mean, you're asking him then to make a sustained super wide run. I just don't know if he's good enough. They obviously had high intentions for him. He had a throat issue. They took care of it. He came back with back-to-back wins, including the Santa Anita Derby. There's lots to like about him. I feel like he's been training well. Um, he, I have seen him improve in training because before, like, even the Santa Anita Derby, he trains like a horse, like, maybe that has like stingy feet or something. He just never like strides out beautifully, kind of runs with his head up like an Arabian. I don't know. He's not like the smoothest moving horse you've ever seen, but he obviously gets it done in the afternoons and that's what it's all about. I just, I I don't like, I feel the same way. I feel the same way you do. Um, seven and a quarter to six and a half to, and then he starts his three year old year with a three and a half goes down to a two and a quarter on the same day that uh, game winner ran a zero, uh, just a quarter. So he actually ran much slower than roads uh, or he actually saved a lot more ground than game winner did that day in the San Diego Derby does have a nice improving pattern could move forward. Don't like that. Mike Smith didn't choose him. Although I think there were financial 
some financials involved in that deal. Uh, Michelle, oh, well, I don't I'm know pretty you know sure that. he got like a breeding right well, to Long Beach. Yeah, and get some other things too. I I, I think uh, I'm not saying for sure. Don't put me on the record. Um, I I do like Roadster. I think he's a fun horse. I think he's I, I just. He he's going to be far back. He's going to have to navigate a lot of traffic. I don't like the whole breathing issue thing, especially at a mile and a quarter on a long, uh, in, in a very crowded environment. All those horses, a uh, hundred thousand people. We've mentioned that. I think he. I think if you don't say he's a contender, that would be a problem. But he's my same. Him and Improbable, I believe, are the two Bafferts that I say, I make them contender status. But I don't love them on the win end. And I'm with you. I like game winner. All right. So, is he contender or pretender? He's for you? a contender. Okay, contender. I only have me. I only have four contenders: the three Bafferts and, and Omaha Beach. That's it. When the winner's coming from there, right? Uh, Eighteen. We'll go through these quickly. Long range Toddy, who uh, was the winner over uh, uh, Improbable in the what was that? The Rebel. Yeah, uh, and, and he did. He's he's not very fast. Uh, he he bounced off that effort. He ran a four and a quarter in that race, which was his new top. Bounced right back to a six and a quarter in the slop. And I'm making him pretender status. Me too. Spinoff is the 19. He's with Manny Franco, who's just tearing it up uh, back east in New York. Todd Pletcher, uh, spinoff. Uh, ha- actually ran a two and a quarter. He ran the same number as. Um, uh, Roadster. In the Louisiana Derby in or Louisiana two Derby. Back? No, in Louisiana Derby. Ran a four at Tampa, ran a two and a quarter. Um, spinoff, I think he's been getting some play uh, with his with his breezes, and and but I, I think he's a pretender. Pretender. This horse is a complete pretender. And then the 20, this horse is also getting some play. Uh, this is, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Country House. Country House, uh, Flavian Pratt, Bill Mott, 30 to 1. I hear a lot of talk about this horse for some reason, Michelle, and I can't quite figure it out. Um, well, did I run a two and a quarter like in the slot. Time he's run, yeah. hoping that he'll kind of go back to that effort that we saw off the bench at Gulfstream Park where he broke his maiden impressively. Yeah. But he just hasn't. And I mean, he improved he last time. Pieces. Yeah, he'll, he could pick up. This is another pick up the pieces type horse. I'm going right. to say pretender status that may run on for a little tiny piece. That is our Kentucky Derby preview. Michelle, final analysis of the race. Usually we do a call. <laughs> do you want to do the Trevor? If Trevor Denman was calling the Kentucky Derby, we always do that. And then okay. we'll just talk quickly about the Oaks. So you do the stretch run. You just just top of the stretch. Kentucky Derby. And down the stretch they come. Game winner has taken over. Roadster looking for more but not finding enough. Improbables on the backswing. And Omaha Beach and game winner just throwing down. The two of them are ahead by three. The two of them are ahead by four. It's Omaha Beach. Game winner on the inside. Omaha Beach and Mike Smith. It's too close to call. That was great. Yeah, I have the biggest smile on my face right now. That was amazing. That was that was very very good. All right. Oh, do I have to do it now? Yeah, your turn. Oh God. Uh, they turn for home in the big one. Maximum security's led all this way, but he can find no more. Omaha Beach says it's time to go, and Mike Smith turns him loose. Omaha Beach takes the lead by two. His game winner and his roadster game the two. Bob Baffert's coming together. Game winner, roadster. But, uh, improbable on the inside is Omaha Beach. The four of them come to the wire and it's game winner. Game winner. Unbelievable finish to the Kentucky Derby. That was good. 
That's all I got. I'm sweating now. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, all right. So we have an exciting day Saturday. We have an exciting day Friday for two, Michelle. What's your uh, thoughts on the Kentucky Oaks? Honestly, I was like looking through these horses, and I don't even know like half of them. I'm like, who's this horse? What's she doing in here? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting. It's an interesting race. It's kind of like Bellafina, and then the rest are all the same. Um, I think, you know, if you look at the day as a whole and you're a pick six player like me, it's, it's a really tough day for a big pick six because you have newspaper of record last year's two year old, um, Philly champion, uh, running for Chad Brown in, and she's going to be about two to five. Uh, she kicks off the pick six in, uh, in, uh, let me, you know what? Hold on, Michelle. Let me, let me pull this up and I'll tell you like the names of the races and stuff. Cause that would actually probably be good for our audience. Um, so the, it starts in the what race in the Edgewood, sorry, grade three Edgewood newspaper record for Claire. She's three to five on the morning line. And then you come back in the seventh and you got McKenzie in the Ali Sheba. He's eight to five for Bafford he's and Smith. Lights and out. he just looks, he looks like he's going to be tough to beat. So you're going to start off with like one to five, seven to five. Then you have the La Troen, which is a really good race. Um, Secret Spice is the morning line favorite at five to two. You got Blue Prize at three to one. She's a Julie seven to two. Divine Miss Gray seven to two. Uh, you're looking at those four. Uh, you can probably get away with using in that race and get the winner somewhere in there. And then Michelle, you go to you go to a wide open two other than. So let's say you use a lot in there. It's just a wide open two other than that has like fourteen horses. Then you go to the turf sprint and you have this kind of match race between Bound for Nowhere for Wesley Ward and and uh, uh, Irad Ortiz, and he's running against World of Trouble, who's even money on the morning line. Now, if you remember World of Trouble, Michelle, uh, he was the one who went uh, nose and nose with Stormy Liberal in the Breeders' Cup turf last year. All he's done since then is won by 13, he won by two, and then he won the grade one Carter on dirt. So he's back on turf where he runs well at Churchill. He's going to be very tough to beat. And then you got the Oaks. So if you're not going to try to beat Bellafina, uh, that could this is a legit sh- shot to pay nothing in the in the pick six. Right. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yep. And I don't know who's going to beat her. I mean, I I I gotta say I don't love Bellafina. I don't love Bellafina. Um, she's been awesome this year. She's done absolutely nothing wrong. She wins she wins the Santa Ynez by eight. She wins the Las Virginis. Then she comes back with a dominant performance in the Santa Anita Oaks. She's uh, six for eight lifetime, earned over a million dollars. But there's one glaring problem, and that is when she ran at Churchill last year in the uh, grade one Breers Cup Juvenile Phillies, she got buried. And she was the two-to-one favorite that day. She looked awesome coming Supposedly in. Supposedly, she was in heat. Supposedly, she was in heat. Heat, not heat. Look, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, I think she's been beaten up on on pretty light horses out here. Uh, I think there are some nice fillies in here. I don't know if they're as good as as Bellafina, but we're going to find out. And this is a big field. You got um, 14 horses in here. And uh, I think she's vulnerable. That's how I'm going to put it. She's vulnerable. How about that? Okay. I like it. Right. But I just don't know. But I don't know who she's vulnerable to. But I, I don't either. I think you got to use a bunch. I think you could make a case for um, out for a spin. Who won the Ashland? You can make a case for Lady Apple, who won the uh, who won the Fantasy. Uh, you can make a case for you know, Jaywalk won the Grade One last year. She hasn't been as good this year, um, mm-hmm. but she did win the Breeders' Cup Juvenile by five on this track, going wire to wire. Uh, motion emotion has been good in the finishing second in the honeybee in the fantasy champagne. Anyone comes out of a, a win in the Gulfstream park Oaks. 
Geltrin won the Devona Dale Street Band, won the Fairgrounds Oaks by three. And I think the biggest question mark in the race, I might not even give the winner yet. Restless Rider has won two really good races, run two really good races, second in the Ashland and second in the Goldenrod. The key horse in this race might be Serengeti Empress. Um, she went wire to wire, won by four and a half in the Rachel Alexandra, and then uh, bled last time. Had the mm-hmm. lead. She was she was thirty cents on the dollar that day, and you know she is uh, on her best day. She's a brilliant filly. She won by thirteen and a half and nineteen and a half in her uh, two la- uh, second to last two starts at uh, in, as a uh, two year old, and then just blew up in the in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Ran you know didn't didn't run at all. Was empty. So. You never know who's, if she's going to show up. I would use her somewhere just as an in case she does show up. I think she could be dangerous. I won't get a lot of my money, but uh, it's a wide open race after you get past Bellafina. That was a mouthful. Yeah, it was. I'm still shaking from my call. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. <laughs> All right, what's going to happen at Santa Anita this week, Michelle? So it's the biggest Kentucky Derby party west of Kentucky. That's what we call it. And, of course, my computer just froze right now where I can't read anything. Hold on. Give me two seconds. Okay, you have two seconds. Um, you have two seconds. So we have a, we're going to have big races, obviously, because we are going to be definitely um, taking advantage of everyone out to watch the Kentucky Derby. So there's the Trackside Beer Festival, which is super fun. There's the Woodford Review Woodford Reserve View, which is like a separate seating area that's right at a rail, and you get booze and you can hang out there and it's like a private you know spot there's going to be a big party in the chandelier room if you want to dress up there's going to be brunch in the front runner uh it's the californian vintage motorcycle show on the infield there's going to be a hat contest wow a lot of stuff on saturday at santa anita yeah Beautiful. and if you go to sananita.com they do you can buy your tickets in advance obviously but they do a lot of discounts on there too uh, Michelle, thanks to all our sponsors and you, our sponsors, Taylor Made, Stallions, uh, Santa Anita, Del Mar. We're, gonna, we're headed to Del Mar in two months, like two months, Michelle. It's coming up. I know. Uh, I know. I know Camper you're, living. I know. I know. Um, great. Best of luck to everybody in the der- uh, in the Derby this year. We hope and you enjoy the show. Congratulations for making it to the Derby. Even though we like talk shit about some horses, it's a huge feat to huge get to the feat. Derby. It's incredible. Incredible. Congratulations to all the connections. Let's hope we have a safe Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Oaks. Let's hope Secret Spice can put two races in a row together and win the Lotto N. Michelle, happy birthday on Friday. Oh, uh, thank you, Billy. We will sing to you next week. We will have a Kentucky Derby recap cap of all the action all the grade ones all the graded stakes we're so excited for this weekend thank you for listening to the show all you all the fans out there uh at own a horse is our twitter michelle's gonna put this show up michelle will you put the show up with like a nice nice like say kentucky derby preview show something like that yes okay michelle's gonna do that uh so if you want to share that with your friends it'd be great if you want to have a question about horse racing billy at littleredfeather.com you can follow michelle at the michelle U. we love all y'all have a great great kentucky derby weekend michelle I'll see you on Saturday. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio.
He's gone into overdrive. California Chrome wins the Dubai World Cup. One of the greatest performances you'll ever see. Chrome turns 